Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. So what are conversations going to look like going forward? You know, often we hear people say, well, when this is all said and done, when the pandemic crisis is over and COVID-19 is gone, well, actually, that's not going to happen. Here's the funny thing is a lot of times we put labels and very definitive things on situations or circumstances. And so when we talk about viruses and being married to a physician, I have a teeny bit of knowledge. It's not going anywhere. Is it going to subside? Are we going to control it? Are we going to get a vaccine? Absolutely. Not trivializing that or mitigating that seriousness. Let's forget that just for a second and let's think about What are conversations going to look like? I want to share with you some conversations I've had with people recently, clients and non-clients. I've had some clients say, wow, my people are really enjoying being off of the work premises, meaning they're enjoying working at home. They like that flexibility. Then I've had managers who have shared with me that very sentiment and then say, I wonder if they're working. And I've asked them, I said, so what are you going to ask them? What are you going to say? What, what's that conversation look like? Well, I don't know. I don't want to accuse people. I don't want to have them think I don't trust them, which is not an answer to the question I asked. I asked was, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? And he started to describe what he didn't want to do. And it goes to the merits of conversation. And so I said to this one manager who was sharing his concern over trust, whether people were working or not. And the fact is, he was lacking trust. I wonder if they're working. That's a lack of trust. So you need to deal with that. You need to be realistic about it. You need to have conversations that are empathetic and thoughtful. And he didn't know what to do. Second company shared with me that I can't wait till we get back to normal and everything can go back to normal. And it was a human resource manager. And I said to her, So when you say back to normal, could you define that for me? And if anyone's been on my workshops, I teach a a strategy called define and coach. And so a lot of times we tend to think about things and assume everybody's on the same page with us. Well, he has to be a good communicator. He has to show a sense of urgency. She has to have a positive attitude. Those are things that are very interpretive. So I asked this HR manager, I said, so what do you mean by get back to normal. Well, when everybody gets back to work and we just go back to normal, I said, what was normal? And she said, well, Tim, you're asking me really kind of weird questions. I said, I'm actually asking you for a reason. And the reason I'm asking you is because I care and I want to be thoughtful. And I want to also give you some awareness. And she said, what's that? I said, there's going to be a new normal. And you could see her body, even on a video call, just kind of relax and go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I said, I wonder what those conversations are going to look like. How are people feeling? Do they even want to come back to the office? 
What are their concerns? What did they enjoy about being off-premises and working from home? What did those conversations look like? And you could see her concern overwhelm her. And she said, I don't know. And I said, we have to prepare our people because those conversations are really critical. And I said, here's why. Let me give you a scenario. Everybody from the company gets back to work and the virus is still out there and it will be. And let's say there's going to be, you know, rotating work schedules at work. Yet you're going to be within vicinity of other people. And somebody leads a meeting and says, oh, I'm so happy we're back to normal and we're past all this stuff and says it with an edge. What do you think the impact is on those people hearing that? She said, that could be devastating. I said, right. Conversations, when we get to the next step of this whole thing, are going to be dramatically different because we don't know. We don't know what that next step is. Yet, conversationally, we have to prepare. A third example is I had a manager for a customer service team who was extremely busy, extremely, and they went 100% remote. And they had to really, really juggle and jump through hoops to make this happen to satisfy their customers. And the employees are happy. The customers are happy. And this gentleman said, I just can't wait till all this junk is over. And I said, oh, what do you mean? He said, oh, I just can't wait till all this junk is just past us. I said, when you say junk, what do you mean? He said, well, this whole, you know, pandemic, I think people are just totally overreacting. We were on a Zoom call with some of his supervisors and team leaders. Now, if there was anybody on that call who had a fear, an anxiety, a family member. So after the session, and if those people had those type of, you know, people on the call, I asked the customer service director to chat afterwards. And I called him and I said, I want to share something with you. And I want to share it with you. And I think I know what your reaction is going to be immediately. I'd like to try something. Now, what I'm about to teach is something called reflective coaching. Very easy to do. I said, I want to share a statement with you based on the meeting we just had. And I don't want you to respond. I want you to just kind of digest it. I think I know your immediate response. I'm hoping that you might explore a different response, but I don't know. He said, okay. I said, here's my statement. I think you took an unnecessary risk from a communicative and team development standpoint by saying the word junk, referencing the pandemic crisis, especially when somebody on that call may have a friend, a neighbor, a relative who's been infected with the virus. And they may not feel a comfort of speaking up because of the new communication. We're on a video chat. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that could have been communicated differently. And I could see his face. He wanted to respond. I said, we agreed. You're just going to kind of let this, you know, digest and kind of just, you know, absorb it a little bit. And I said, let's, let's talk in a couple hours. I'm going to call you in the afternoon. We can take 10 minutes. And I want you to hear this as a listener. I really, really want you to hear this. We got on the phone 
and you could hear it in his voice. He said, yeah, I, I got to tell you, I didn't even realize I referred to the pandemic crisis as junk. And I said, yeah. And I said, you know, just to, to, you know, give some greater perspective. I said, you use the word junk four times. I said, I know your intent wasn't to trivialize it. I know your intent wasn't to upset people. Yet I'm wondering if there was a risk taken unnecessarily, certainly something we can chat about. He said, no, I did take an unnecessary risk. And I said, I really appreciate your honesty and I really appreciate the way we're going through this. Now, let me dissect what I just did. I was nurturing honesty. I was nurturing transparency. We can't use trust and transparency as cliche terms of, well, I want to show trust and I'm going to be transparent. They take skills. They require practice. And he's a great guy. What he was letting, like we all do, our personal beliefs become front and center. And he shared them. We all do that, right? Yet the stakes are pretty high. We're now dealing with people's fears, emotions, concerns, stress levels if they have to stay home with their kids, and they're struggling with childcare. We're learning a whole bunch of things about our people, aren't we? So the new conversation, whatever the new next step is, is going to require thoughtfulness, empathy, understanding, awareness of perception over intent. Let me explain that very quickly. A lot of times we can be very blunt with somebody. And have you ever heard somebody do this? Where they look at somebody and give them really cutthroat direct feedback and they hide behind their intent and say, I'm just being honest. And they almost dismiss the perception they've created. Well, the same thing holds true with this concept. We have to be conscientious of the perception we're creating and not let intent be our guideline. So conversations in the new norm are going to be different. We're dealing with psychology. We're dealing with stress levels, emotional awareness, self, uh, self-awareness, empathy, motivation levels. There's a lot of stuff going through our people's heads right now. So as a coaching conversational leader, are you prepared? Do you know what questions you're going to ask? How are you going to show that you're listening? What are you going to do strategically to remind yourself to actively listen? By sharing with somebody what they've said or what they've meant. That's what builds trust. Conversations create perceptions. Conversations create perceptions that can be positive and sometimes not positive. When we enter our conversations, we have to be conscientious. We have to know our objective. We have to be aware of the things we strategically need to do to create a positive perception. Why? Because the stakes are pretty high. Good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called coach to You where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7- to 21-day programs for employees 
to learn and more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.